Hello friends, so excited to tell you about the new Trade Show University YouTube channel where we have five-minute pro tips, we've got longer training episodes, we've got expert interviews, and so much more coming up. Many of these video versions of the podcast episodes that you've enjoyed, plus there's videos there of content that is not available on our podcast, so please go to YouTube, search for Trade Show University, hit subscribe, and binge on those videos, which, which I have designed to help businesses get more leads, more sales, and more profits through the power of trade shows. So go find Trade Show University on YouTube and tell a friend. Everybody, welcome to Trade Show University. I am so excited for today. We have an interview today of someone who works hard every day fighting for exhibitors, giving them a voice, really excited to learn more and introduce you all to not just a wonderful person, but what she is doing, the resources and the advocacy work, everything that she's doing. So happy to have on Jessica Sibilla of the Exhibitor Advocate. And Jessica, welcome to Trade Show University. Such a pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here with you. <laughs> you know, it, it is an honor. I've been admiring all of your work from afar and I've uh, been uh, just such a fan of everything you do because exhibitors are are so huge in my heart. I've been an exhibitor so many times and I, I see how many exhibitors that they fail to I don't say they fail, but they they fail to understand all that they have available to them and that all that they can do, all the power that they actually have, that they feel like, oh, I was just left out in the cold. So I'm so glad to to have you and, and all the great work that you're doing. So tell people a little bit, uh, we'll start off by just telling about Exhibitor Advocate. Yeah, I will. So I am Jessica Sibilla. I am the executive director of the Exhibitor Advocate. And like you, Jim, I have been on the corporate exhibiting side. So I've been a corporate exhibitor for over 20 years. Uh, for the majority of my career, I managed events and corporate branding and philanthropy and community engagement for a company called White Wave Foods. Uh, you would know them better as Silk Soy Milk and Horizon Organic Dairy and International Delight. Um, and so I really learned what the challenges, the pain points, and the successes of the live in trade show environment were while I was doing that role. Prior to that, though, I had actually worked on the show management side. And I worked for a company that produced the largest natural products show in the country or maybe the world at that time, uh, Natural Products Expo West. Uh, still a show that I go to 20 years later uh, that's near and dear to my heart. So I really had a unique experience of understanding the exhibitor side, the show management side of this industry. I'd worked with an organization called TSEA, the Trade Show Exhibitors Association, that dissolved uh, back in 2012. And it was this group that had kept meeting after the dissolution of TSEA that formed the Exhibitor Advocate. And this is a group that is solely dedicated to amplifying the voice of exhibitors. We created a nonprofit trade association uh, in uh, last year that is really working hard to make sure that exhibitors understand how to navigate the challenges on the show floor and what resources and tools we can provide to them to make them more successful in this channel. That's just so great. Just so great. Thank you for, for the, 
staying with it and uh that's just uh, awesome i i had not known about that group but you said uh, they've been they've been uh disbanded for since what 2012 uh yeah. but that you kept kept the torch lit that's uh, or relit as it were <laughs> that's just that's awesome right. so for for exhibitors that are out there uh what sh- what issues are the most prominent for them that they should really be aware of Yeah, the number one issue that we hear from exhibitors all the time is rising cost. This uh, channel is so expensive to activate in and costs are coming in the form of inflation. Yes, but then there are things that are outpacing inflation, costs around labor, material handling, right? These are things that are unpredictable and sometimes unjustifiable. And we need to find a way to bring the different stakeholders within the ecosystem together so that we can address these costs and really make sure that an exhibitor understands what they're going to pay for, that they can budget appropriately for it, and that they're not surprised by the billing that happens after the show is over. The second issue, which is related to the first, is this issue of ROI. We have the hardest time attaching an ROI to our events. And as costs go up, the value of the trade show environment needs to go up as well. And if we can't get the data that we need from these shows to be able to justify the spend against that show, it doesn't make it a successful event for us. So we've got to find a way to balance that value equation, right? Either bring those costs down or raise that value, raise that ability to calculate an ROI on our events. Wow, that's just so, so important. And I can echo all of that. You know, it's, as a as an exhibitor for hundreds and hundreds of shows, you know, some of the, you go to certain certain venues and you find new fees that you've never experienced before. And then you've got others that are higher than others. And it's like, it's just it's always a uh, it's always a maze of trying to figure out what what do I what am I paying for this time and and what is included in the package what's not included what do I need to do separate so I'm glad that you're you're really tackling this problem for for those companies that are out there that right now they're really budget conscious and they're well and and that should be every exhibitor they should be budget conscious but what would be some tips or or tools that are they would could have available to them right now uh that they could do while that while you're pulling together more of these resources yeah the number one thing right is to read through the exhibitor service kit all of the information about what is happening at a show, what the rules and regulations are, and what the costs are should be in that kit, right? So you should be able to utilize those forms and the information there to provide you with all the information for what your responsibilities are and what you're allowed to do on a show floor um, and what it's going to cost you to do it. A lot of times we find as exhibitors that we uh, don't have all the information that we need in those kits. And so the uh, second most important thing that you can do is know who to go to in your show management team when you have an issue or a challenge. 
we hope that all show organizers will implement exhibitor advisory councils so that there's an open channel of communication between show management and the exhibitors. But certainly when a challenge comes up, you need to be able to go to the show organizer and it's probably an operations staff person, not your sales rep, but you need to find that operations person to be able to share with them the challenge that you're having, what the solution is that you need, and potentially, if you're, um, if this is a challenge that's just your challenge, or if, if this is a, a widespread issue at the show, that the show organizer may need to take a deeper look at with their suppliers to address for the entire ecosystem uh, of of show uh, exhibitors at the at the show. I'm so glad you said that uh, because this is something that I, as an exhibitor, have experienced so many times. Is like, okay, we we signed the dotted line, we we signed up for the show, and then it was crickets. We never heard from the show. We didn't know who to go to. We had questions, and so I think there's huge opportunities on both sides for shows to really show the exhibitors some love, and and have that, like you said, the exhibitor advisory council have a very clear path to get the answers. To that you need to those questions and give give the exhibitor some peace of mind that all the I's have been dotted, the T's have been crossed. And, and that is just so great. I, I just did a, um, a video recently, a video training recently about how to, uh, how to eliminate some of the stress out of your show planning. And that was my number one, one, number one thing I said was reach out to the show planner and make sure you've got everything taken care of and let them help you through it. So that's fantastic. I, I love that. Are there any other uh, tips that you would recommend as far if someone is trying to maybe save some money, uh, they're just trying to reduce the cost a little bit, any, any tips or pro tips that you could share? Yeah, I think that we work with some amazing partners in our industry. And so leaning on those partners to help you evaluate where you have opportunities for cost savings is really beneficial. Um, I think a lot of people in the industry work with an exhibit house. And so asking them about properties that might be less expensive to ship, uh, properties that might be rental instead of purchased items, right? If you're just buying graphics and you don't have to buy the entire structure, that might save you some money. So being able to work with those partners in the industry and find the right fit for you that can help you navigate some of those expenses a little bit better um, is certainly a, a very beneficial partnership to have. Um, and then the other thing is really looking at those services that are offered in the show kit. A lot of times that first line of services in the show kit, like I'll give an example, carpet, right? Yeah. When you look at the availability of carpet, the, sometimes the first things that come up is the entire package of carpet, right? All the beautiful colors and padded carpet and all these things, right? But if you scroll down to the bottom, sometimes you'll be able to find a deal for a, um, a pre-cut piece of carpet that is less expensive, a color of carpet that's less expensive. If you have some flexibility and you're willing to make those trade-offs in order to save some money, that might be an opportunity. So really looking through all of the detail can help save you some money. Oh, great tip there. Great tip there. So if someone wanted to know more about the exhibitor advocate and how could the, you know, how could they 
take advantage of some of the, the resources, things that you have available? What's, what's the best way for them to do it and what should they look for? Yeah, we want as many people to join the Exhibitor Advocate as possible. The only way that we are going to bring about communication and change to this industry is if we all come together to have these conversations. So that is why we make membership free with the Exhibitor Advocate. We want no barrier for you to become a member and get the resources and be a part of this community. So if you go to exhibitoradvocacy.com, you can join us for free. We just ask for a little bit of information about how what your role is in the industry and how you want to be involved with us. We don't spam your inboxes with a bunch of information or sales tips or anything like that. We really want to understand how we best support you in this industry to be successful. As a member, you get access to resources and tools that will help you navigate the show floor more effectively. These are things like the labor and material handling study. That study will help you uh, uh, estimate what labor costs might be in a certain city so that at least you have a plan going into a show for what you might spend on average in that particular city. Uh, we give you access to tools like Maxby, which is an ROI calculator that I'm so excited about, where you can go in and put in your information on your shows and actually calculate an ROI, whether that's against your portfolio of shows that you do or against best practices in the industry. And then we also have a LinkedIn group. Uh, we have a company page. You can follow us on LinkedIn. We're uh, Exhibitor Advocate on LinkedIn. And then we also have a group, a member group called the Exhibitor Voice. This is a new group that we've started that is a forum for Exhibitor Advocate members to share information about where their challenges are, ask the community for help and support to talk about issues that are happening in the, the show floor. So we're intending to grow this group over the course of this year and hope that our community will start utilizing the platform to be able to share successes and challenges. So wonderful. I'll drop all the links into the show notes. So please yeah. check those out and, and, and go become a member. I mean, it's free. If you don't become a member, that's your fault. So <laughs> please, please do that. Uh, have have a lot of uh, show organizers, exhibit houses, have they been on board with this as well? Yeah, absolutely. We have great support from our exhibit house partners and suppliers. Uh, you'll see on our website a number of suppliers that have supported us from the very beginning. And we are fully funded by sponsors. Um, so for those folks that are interested in the work that we're doing and interested in keeping the research coming and continuing to support exhibitors, we do ask that um, those folks reach out to us and look at some sponsorship opportunities or donations. Like I said, we're a nonprofit Trade Association. So having the, the support from the supplier community in that way has been incredible. But it's really important to us that we're collaborating with all stakeholders in the industry. And so we have members that are suppliers, we have members that are show organizers, and we have members that are general service contractors. And our intention is to bring all of those people to the table to help talk about these issues and find ways to address them that work for the entire ecosystem so that everyone gets to make money and everyone gets to be successful in this environment. 
it is a huge win-win-win all across the board when when uh, when exhibitors do better. Let's put it that That's way because right. I they're not an afterthought. Everybody, <laughs> they are oh, they are oh. such a core part of it. And and I know that at least over the years, uh, we've seen a lot more effort going into the general session and the workshops and the breakouts and and the the food and beverages and all that. But uh, the exhibitors are a big part of it. Not only are they funding a big part of the of these events, but if they do better, then next year they're going to get a better, bigger booth. They're going to have inc- buy increased sponsorships. There, it's a huge halo effect that just makes the whole show grow and the whole industry grow. And and that means more suppliers are going to be needed. And it's just it's a win win. It just feeds itself, which is just so wonderful. Yeah, that's right. I think for a long time, this industry looked at the attendee as the center of the the ecosystem. And it really doesn't work that way, right? When the attendee comes, not only for the education of the conference, right, but to see what the exhibitors are providing as well. We want to create an environment where the exhibitor has the ability to bring as much equipment and materials and products as possible to make it compelling for the attendee. If they can bring all of those materials, which like you said, brings the opportunity to the suppliers of the trade show to provide more services, right? And if we can do that in a cost-effective way, that is more compelling for the attendee who's walking the show floor. That makes them find this trade show as a destination, a a must-have event on their calendars that they have to be at every single year in order to get this information. And so if we can create an environment that is easier for the exhibitor to exhibit, uh, more cost-effective, and provides the exhibitor with the data and resources that they need to evaluate the show, then that makes it better for the attendee, for the supplier and for the show organizer. Yeah, it's that continual growth, just that That's continual right. growth and learning and, and improvement process that uh, and we all get better. And the industry is it continues to grow. And the, the one thing that the COVID taught us is that we need in-person events. We need people need people. And the 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 economies of these cities where that are holding these events are so boosted by by these events because of all the economic resources that come with them and so just so so important I, i'm just so i'm getting goosebumpy over here just thinking about what you're doing and how important it really is and and how it's going to just be just mean wonderful things for everyone across the board so as, as we kind of wrap up our, our discussion here what would be the top things you want people to really take away from our our discussion today Well, number one, become a member, right? (laughs) We will share with you the important resources and the things that you need to be successful on the show floor. So exhibitoradvocacy.com, go and join today. Um, And then I think the second thing is start talking to your show organizer and letting them know what you need. We have to speak up. I don't think exhibitors understand the power that they have And to be able to speak to your show organizer and help them understand what you need is incredibly beneficial, not just for you, but for all exhibitors at your show. If you don't feel comfortable speaking up, if you don't know who to speak up to, that's why you're a member of the Exhibitor Advocate. We can support with those things. So become a member, 
start speaking up and, you know, utilize this channel that we know is so valuable. And let's make sure that we make it as successful as possible for everyone. Outstanding. So everyone, two huge takeaways I just took from there. Number one, become a member of the Exhibitor Advocate. And number two, speak up. Because if you don't, your your results are going to show and you're going to leave there going, wow, that wasn't a very good show for us. And you're not going to go back. It can mean all the difference in the world, getting the right support and getting the right data, the right information so that you can have better shows going forward. Jessica, this has been outstanding. Thank you so much for uh, for joining me today. And if, uh, if people want to reach out to you, you have no problem them linking with you on LinkedIn or, or through the website, right? Yes, yes, please. Jim, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I just so appreciate the opportunity to talk with you and your audience. I think this is a really important opportunity for the industry as a whole to start getting involved, right? To start speaking up. And I so appreciate you sharing our LinkedIn group, our website. Um, please reach out to me. I love talking about this stuff. I'm obviously very passionate about <laughs> it. So yes, reach out. Let's start talking and uh, let's start solving these issues. Outstanding. So you know what to do, everybody. So go go to exhibitoradvocacy.com and become a member. And then keep coming back here to Trade Show University. Keep learning, keep binging, and let's improve everybody all, all across the industry. And we'll see you here on our virtual campus next time at Trade Show University.